0: All right, episode eight. Episode eight. Paul and Ryan. Ryan and Paul, the COD. The COD back in effect. Back in effect. So we got a, we got a good episode lined up for you today. We got our man David David Hamilton from Of Good Nature. He'll be calling in a little bit later. So yeah, man, let's let's start it off, man. What what do you uh where should we start? Where should we begin?
1: Hey, since we're having Of Good Nature on, they're an independent band, if you guys have never heard of them. Um, we're going to concentrate because recently- How did
0: you, um, I guess before before we hop into there, how did you um, come in contact with Love Good Nature? How did you get involved or introduced to them?
1: Well, I love all types of genres of music, from rap, yeah.
0: classical,
1: to, man, to everything pretty much, rock, reggae, mm-hmm. you name it. So uh, I like to go to some of the independent venues. Um, one in particular out here in Denver, Colorado, is called the Leather Pavilion, and uh, I went to see a band called Pacifier, which is more of a reggae uh, rock band. They kind of they kind of own that type of genre because they said that one of their. Uh, one of their influences was Bob Marley, of course, right? If you if you like mm. reggae, Bob Marley's an influence. Come on
0: now, come on. It was there, and a
1: lot of times they have these undercard bands, undercard artists who who come in and, and play before the the main event. And uh, mm. oh, Good Nature actually was one of those artists, and they came on, man, and they and they rocked the place. I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about fresh like island slash rock slash feel good music you know what i mean and, and and they came on and i was like man i gotta meet these guys and
0: yeah and i kind of had like
1: the vip pass or whatever the case may be so i i, I walked up and uh, the first person i came to contact with was the drummer david hamilton so me and him stopped we talked for a minute i told him how much i enjoyed their set and i started following them and, and the rest is history
0: um but, Hell yeah but, but that and was, that venue yeah, yeah. No, I was saying that venue you were at, um, how's it doing right now with, with uh, COVID?
1: So, I, as you know, most venues are shut down just due to the nature of uh, independent music ven- venues, right? Mm-hmm. Smaller space, more contact, you know, there's no six feet um, between people. Uh, obviously, the bar, you know, things of that nature. So, it's a lot of interaction between people and with, the, with this pandemic we have going on, that just can't happen. So a lot of these venues have suffered in, in, in the way of, you know, their staff having to be laid off them not bringing any, any, any uh, revenue in. Um, so they, they really need help, man. You know, yeah. businesses that need help, but, but in, in particular, just because we're focusing on that today, they need help. Um, yeah. uh, and, and like I said earlier, uh, the government actually did something good.
0: okay all right some good news we're gonna give you some good
1: (laughs) good news in episode eight of the cod the the fresh fresh good news
0: uh catch of the week
1: yeah exactly so you guys aren't familiar with smaller venues uh uh, as far as music's concerned um the national independent venue association is probably the biggest organization that helps support these smaller music venues and they just got a grant uh from the government or approved for a grant from the government to support these venues. So that's, that's, that's a, that's huge, man. I mean, cause music is life. I mean, you know, this, you're an artist. Yeah. Out here. Music yeah. Is life.
0: So, so I was telling you, I was telling you earlier when you were uh, going over the article with me about, um, you know, double door had closed before this pandemic. Right. So, so even, even before, even before COVID, smaller music venues were already struggling and fighting to um, stay on. You know, in Chicago you had Rising Rent and now the legendary Double Door. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, it, it's some like furniture store or something like that. You know, don't quote me on it, but it's definitely a retail space now. Exactly. All of the history, all of the bands that I've come up seeing I remember, I remember um, when I when I had interned for Nike, and I had worked in event for the uh, I think 25th anniversary of the Air Force One, and DJ Clark Kent was there. Kids these days, which was Vic Mensa's band before he went solo. Right. Chance the Rapper was still his hype man at the time. So it was a lot of it was a lot of history in there. It was a lot of. Um, Chicago artist's first big venue to really, really perform in Wicker Park. So, you know, even without, even without COVID, you know, just rising rents and things like that, we're getting a lot of these smaller venues out of the paint. Um, But now, now that we do have COVID, um, there's definitely things going on. Um, Shout out Leor Galil from Uh, Chicago Reader, he's got an initiative, Save Our Stages, hashtag Save Our Stages. So, you know, all your favorite venues, and I know I'm Chicago specific right now, but at least in Chicago there's a focus on saving stages such as, you know, the subterranean, such as Elbow Room, um, things of that nature. You know, not everyone is a house of blues. So, you know, a lot of these places that would allow me to go in there and perform they're struggling, they're hurting because, you know, just like bars and restaurants, you got to shut down. Like you said, a lot of these places, it's not really feasible um, to stand six feet apart from each other. And obviously, you do have bars in most of them where they're serving you food and alcohol. And if regular bars and restaurants can't open, these venues can't open. And if those venues can't open, you're not gonna have live music. And as you have, you know, put it just plainly and clearly, music is life. We need that to keep keep functioning, keep moving. Even if you're not a music fan, imagine watching a movie without music. Exactly. I mean, look what's happening right now with
1: this Versus thing, right? Yeah. I mean, let's just tell you just how important it is. You got some yeah. of the biggest artists out here agreeing to do this. Because I mean, it's what the people—they can't tour. Yeah, they can't tour, man. You got you got the Versus thing. You got the tiny desk sessions. I mean, shout out yep. to the fans, jams Yes, the tiny sir. release, man. But everybody's doing that now, right? They're, they're streaming live on IG. I mean, even, even yep. in the, even in the podcast space. Look at Joe. You know what I mean? Fat yeah, dude. Fat Joe. Shout out
0: Fat Joe. J-point. <laughs> called itself Jopra sorry. yeah, the jopra <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> the fat Joe show, but yeah, man, everything is online right now everyone's everyone is um getting on zoom, yeah exactly. everyone's getting on Microsoft teams, they're getting on um any of these telecommunication networks yeah, IG, you know, live. IG live so they they're getting on these telecommunication networks and they and they're trying to have some form of communication still. But even with all of that connection, even with all of that communication it still doesn't replace the feeling of live music. It does not. It doesn't. I mean, some of my
1: best experiences with live music—I'm talking about—and like you said, Chicago, because like we're both from Chicago, so that's that's all what we're, we're familiar with. But man, I was mm-hmm. in, I was in New York and saw Talib Kweli at a small venue, man, up close.
0: Hey, near. yeah, wow. Yeah.
1: Dun, 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 yeah. hey, like, hey. Like, like, that was the, that was intense. That was dope. I saw your Gotti, yeah. I saw your Gotti down in Florida this morning small. Hey,
0: all, right, all but, right. right, Shout out Gotti.
1: Shout out Gotti. You know, and um, uh, man, I mean, just 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 the up close and personal feeling of the music, the performance. Yeah. Right, like there's nothing that beats that. So if, if anybody, I else, mean,
0: even yeah. even your story about meeting of good nature without that live show. Mm-hmm. How do you, and not even just the live show, but the live show in those smaller indie venues. You know, um, not everybody is a Justin Bieber, where you're going to have to go to an arena. Exactly. and You're going to be probably a hundred feet from the artist in the nosebleeds, things like that. Right. And then you have fun and you go home. Hey, on and on that note,
1: Justin Bieber, he's a... <laughs> <laughs> they just—they just, they just said, I know I'm shouting out Just yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. do the beeps. And he uh just booked the uh he just booked the uh a concert out here at the Pepsi Center, bro. For September, yep. I'm looking at the date because you know my my, my live close,
0: yeah. live
1: nation everything is going off because this is probably like one of the first concerts booked in yeah. 11, like five months. So I'm. Yeah. They're like man, well, I hope COVID's calmed down before then.
0: Like oh, I'm curious, right? right. Man, I might go if it still goes on. Do it, yeah, Just I, to get out, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's one of those things where not everyone has those big venue shows, those big arena shows. Not everyone is post Malone, you know. So right. for for a lot of us, there's pros and cons. You know, your biggest artist is going to go to the arena, but. Where do you find the new artists? Where do you get introduced to new acts? Where, you know, outside of SoundCloud and streaming platforms, what's one of the best avenues for music discovery? It would be these smaller venues because those smaller venues mean more intimate shows. And when you have more intimate shows, you have those opportunities where, like you said, you can walk up to them after the show, shake their hand. Yeah. They're, they're probably going to be more humble at that stage in their career where they'll let you shake their hand, get an autograph, take a picture with them, chop it up. Exactly. Maybe even you're going to be able to connect with them online and they'll connect back with you and hopefully one day speak to us at the Cod, which is happening today. So, hey, man. you know, without those small venues, you're not going to run into people like of good nature and things like that so it's it's uh it's an important thing that we try to do something and I'm glad that um this association has got that grant to yeah. kind of you know help help bring this back man because we need it yeah. and, and you being in Colorado you being in Colorado not every venue can be like red rocks nah can't and be outside, because I know, I know some artists are looking at Red Rocks like, let me do a show there. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're probably booked.
1: Right, right. They're booked up, and they're spacing people out. I kind of saw how their setup was. They're kind of spacing people out, you know what I mean? Because they, they do have a couple of shows that they're, they're still running. Yeah. Um, Obviously, they're not flying anybody in right now. They can't do mm-hmm. that. But I mean, yeah, exactly, man. Um, and for for, for anybody who, who else is a music lover, which I'm sure all of you are, uh, if you want a little bit more information, it's uh, info at nivassoc dot org. Again, it's info at nivassoc dot org. Man, save our small. venue. can
0: put that up top. Yes. Yes. Save our small venue. Yeah. I mean, I, I need my because music. I know, I know you do not want to come out of this pandemic. And have every small venue turn into an orange theory or turn into some type of yoga studio. Yeah, exactly. And now it's even harder for you to experience live music because not everyone can pay a hundred dollars a ticket no. to see the weekend or Rihanna yeah, or exactly. you know, one of or Drake. Not yeah. everyone can can afford. And if all those venues do go out, those ticket prices will rise. So it's going to be one of those things where you're going to essentially shut out, uh, you know, poor people. And I don't want to just say poor people because there's a lot of people who are doing well, who might not want to spend $100 on a ticket. It's going to be one of those things where you're just going to shut out live music to everyone who's not the highest bidder. And music should be available for all. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: It it, it helps move the masses, man. It helps helps, – Put you in a better mood and helps you. Yes, make- sir. I mean, I mean, what? I mean, you know, even the podcast space. I mean, look, look at all these other podcasts. Like you said, Joe Rogan. Oh,
0: man, come on now. Oh. Joe, Joe Biden, Joe Rogan, Bodega Boys. I mean, yeah. all these podcasts were doing live tours. Right. You know, if you think a podcast is just, you know, two or three people sitting talking to each other in a room, week after week after week, you know, people are taking it to the next level. Podcasts like The Cod are finding opportunities to go tour, right. to get on the road, to go into those venues, to speak to their fans face-to-face, speak to their listeners face-to-face. So when I first saw Budding because I've seen him twice, when I first saw him, he was at a smaller venue. And it was one of those things where you were able to speak to him. You know, at some point, maybe if you got there early enough before the show. Um, But it was one of those things where it was like it just made the crowd participation that much better because he he called me out. He he, he was like, yo, who you who you come with? And I went by myself at that point. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm on the spot. But he could clearly see me. I could clearly see him. He making a joke, you know, on my expense. But, you know, I'm laughing with him, too. People all sitting around me is laughing. It, it's one big community, so it's different than music, but that small venue means something. Now, when he came back the second time, he was in a bigger venue, but still, it's like, you know, even podcasts, we got to start somewhere. And if we don't have that. Yeah. And it's the intimacy. Where's the opportunity? Yeah. Just like
1: with, with our Joe Budden's podcast and like my experience, you know, in the music venues with groups like Good uh, Nature, right? Um, yeah. It's the intimacy, man. You know, you could really feel the lyric. Yeah. You could really be involved in that conversation, right? Um And I, I think that's important, man. That that social engagement, that 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 community, like you said, that community of being there, of being in this moment, of of, of experiencing this with other people, man. That's 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 yeah. what we, that's what brings us together, you know. Yep. And 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 ultimately, man, it's it's just a man. It's a better way of life, right? They always yeah. say. They always say emotional, uh, physical, and spiritual well being, right? I mean, music is mm-hmm. emotional and spiritual. So it's, yep. it's one of those things, man. So, yeah, if you guys aren't in tune with it, research it, uh, support our, our smaller venues. Um, yeah, with-
0: find, you know, like he said, go to that website, N I V A S S O C dot org. Mm hmm dot org go you know go there and see what you can do um if you're in the chicago area if you're on twitter search up hashtag save our stages um see what you can do um i know if you follow the chicago reader or like how i said i shouted out lear galil you can go through any of those avenues to figure out how to help us save our stages because it's something that we all need
1: yeah, absolutely. And uh, today we have uh, David Hamilton of, of Good Nature calling in, got him calling in and uh, yeah, we'll uh, hear his side of the business, uh, um, how he started and how COVID is affecting him and, and, and his band and uh, we're
0: excited to have him on. So. All right, let's give him a call. Episode eight, the COD Podcast. Back again with your co hosts Ryan and Paul. Paul and Sit C- Ryan, come on now.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Ryan and Paul, yeah, man. Sitting down with David Hamilton from the band of good nature. I was about yeah, to say of true. of good nature, but I'm gonna say from of good nature. Uh,
2: yeah, I
3: appreciate it. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. Guys. Thank you
0: for thank you for uh, connecting with us today, man.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me apart, man. I'm- Glad to
0: be here. I was telling Paul I had your videos playing, playing before we uh, hopped on, and I was getting hyped. I was like, this is this is that music that makes you uh, really want to forget COVID and go to a festival yeah. right now, yeah, grab a man, beer, or something, it. be outside. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, man. This, uh, I, it's crazy how I fell in the line of this music, but this music is life changing in many aspects. You know, I've never fell into a family like this. You yeah, know, it's, I don't know, this aspect of music is just fun, you know, it's enjoyable. And it's beachy. You know, you can have have, you know, like a beach type of vibe or any type of vibe.
0: How'd you uh how'd you uh fall into it? How'd you join Of Good Nature? How'd the band start?
3: Uh it started um back five years ago. It's crazy to even say that because hey. um I was just Graduating high school and starting a little bit of college, and I was going to this music store called match and um, I met a good friend, John Pierre, who played in Queen City Dubs, which is a band that the trombone player Brandon played in at the time. Mm-hmm. I filled in for him a few dates, and then like a year later, Brandon called me and was like, yo, I'm joining this band, and I want you to be a part, I'm going to send you videos, check this out. And let me know if you like it. And right. he did that and I was sold. You know, I was like, Yeah, I I'll try this out. Let's let's give it a try. So we did like what like a few rehearsals and then it was like, yo, let's hit the road. <laughs> and ever nice. since it's like a non-stop thing. We've right. been hitting the road plane, what, 200 to maybe 250 shows a year. And we, we basically live in like a sprinter van right now. So it's it's let's been go. yeah, yeah, it's been it's been dope. We stay yeah. in hotels, today, but <laughs> nice, but- nice, nice. Printer band is our life. <laughs> hey, let me ask you
1: a question, man. So, so, the first time that I saw you, right, you were playing uh-huh. out, uh, you were playing in Denver at the Leavitt Pavilion. It was pacified. Yeah. It was you guys and there's a bunch yeah. of bands, right? And 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 your music came on and I'm like, man, like this is hot. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I, I love this vibe, man. You know, yeah. just like you said, it's like a vacation vibe. It's like a it's like a rock reggae type of vibe, you know. So right. I just want to ask you, like, if you could describe your genre, what, how would it be if you can describe you guys' music?
3: So yeah, we get asked a lot. A lot of people say we're reggae or, you know, we don't we don't classify ourselves as reggae. Right. Only because we don't have so, but so many reggae songs, you know. We have, like, a few reggae songs we might do. But we like to expand. Uh, like, I I play. I come from the background of jazz. I come from the background of gospel, hip-hop, R&B. Those are my natives, you know. So I, I play that a lot. And they play a lot of rock, you know, indie rock, uh, folk, country, you know, all that type of stuff. So it's we all come from different backgrounds. But we came as a collective and created, like, this type of indie rock, funk, reggae. Perfect. Like, But I always described it where indie rock with some funk and a reggae drop, you know. And nice. that, and we also get compared to like Dave Matthews or Sublime. And, you know, that's kind of where we, you know, stand out. Somebody asks us, if you can, you know, describe what you're like, who are you like? And I would say Dave Matthews or, you know, a little bit of sound from Sublime. Right. And that's Not mad at that. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: where uh, I know this isn't, isn't connected right now, but since I, since I had the, uh, your videos up on YouTube, the uh, playlist that, uh, that showed up was uh, saying that you guys were fusion-friendly. So I was, like, <laughs> I was I like, I like how that sounds. But uh, I did yeah, want to ask, man. where did you guys go to shoot that uh, Be The Day video? Be
3: The Day, we actually, it was here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Wow. Um, we served some parts. Of different stuff, uh I guess from the internet or whatever. I, I think that's what they did from the video. You mm-hmm. uh, because there was a lot of different characters and acts in the video. You know, that we didn't know. I didn't know personally. Mm-hmm. But um we've got all the fruits and the swimming pool stuff um at the back of Cameron's aunt's house here okay. in Charlotte, North Carolina. What's crazy is after that day, I went to the hospital. I was like, yo, this ah. is it's crazy. I had so much fun. And then I, got, uh, I went to the hospital because I got infected by, uh, I don't know what. Was, they said it was an infection, but I got that clear. But that day, man, good. We, we we had so much fun eating fruits and just chilling, man. It was like, and jumping in the pool. It was It was amazing. But it was here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Yeah, man,
0: it looked like an island for real. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, y'all yeah. global, man. Y'all global.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, we travel, but yeah, we ne- We never shot a video on the island yet. You know, not okay. Good.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. As far as your drum career is concerned, man, how long you been playing the drums?
3: Man, I've been playing since I was a baby. My I started really at one because I started um uh watching Sesame Street and all that stuff on TV. When got some pots and pans. And my dad was like, that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna be a drummer. My mom was like, dude, you need to stop banging. <laughs> stop all that noise. So she was kind of calming it down. My dad was pushing it. He's like, yo, I'm gonna get him a drum set. So he got me my first drum set when I was one years old. I started playing church. Right. Uh, uh, I, my first service was around five years old. That's when I kind of started grasping a few things. And I initially started paying to get played around seven. Nice. So I've been playing for playing drums for a little while. I'm not that old. I'm 24. So a lot of people <laughs> no say, oh, you're baby. <laughs> so I ain't gonna say a long time. <laughs> no, hey man, I I can't play the drums, so you
0: know, kudos to you. <laughs> did you did you study music in college?
3: No, I was supposed to. Um, mm-hmm. I actually got accepted to Berkeley in Boston. Nice, nice. And I was going to go out there for, for school. But instead, I just went to RCCC Community College here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I started touring immediately. So I didn't get a chance to really do my school. I did a year of school and then I started touring.
0: Now we like to uh, we like to pride ourselves on being an all ages podcast. But what's uh, what's a crazy uh, tour story you have? What's a crazy tour story you have?
3: A crazy tour uh, tour story. Oh man, yeah. there's so many. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I, I mean, I've, I've definitely seen people running, you know, naked in streets. Uh, <laughs> But uh, the, the craziest tour story, I don't know. It's from homeless people trying to rob us and stuff like that. Other than that, I don't know.
0: Other than if since this is all ages, it's hard to really say. Well, I, I only say that. I, I, I only I only say that. It, did, it didn't mean that you had to get explicit, but you know, if right, like right, you right. said, like if somebody robs you, or if or if you had to deal with like a, a promoter like running off with some money, like I'm I'm sure you have to deal with some wild stuff on the road, especially 250 oh, yeah, shows a definitely. year.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've definitely dealt with like homeless people beating on our vans and trying to rob us. Yeah. Um, we've dealt with uh, getting uh, caught by so many cops, um, people thinking we were studying. you know, from sleeping in our vans some nights, we it mm-hmm. would feel so good outside. We were crashing our vans and a like right. random Walmart parking lot sometimes or planning fitness sometimes. But yeah. we got the cops caught on us many times, like numerous times like in the morning eight eight o'clock in the morning seven o'clock in the morning didn't happen we always waking up like what in the world and like yeah we got a suspicious um call saying y'all were gonna some suspicious some suspicious act that y'all were gonna rob the place or something like that i was like what in the world people think we're about to rob somebody so it's 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 been stuff you know a lot of stuff like that a lot of yeah, for sure um, we've came across a lot of wild people with, um, adventurous stories and everything like that, for sure. Uh, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't know, like I said, this community is a big community. So every day we wake up, it was something different, especially waking up in a different city. It was always something different. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
3: funny.
0: I can yeah. only imagine what goes on on the road. Yeah, that's a tour life though. right? yeah. <laughs> It's the grind. It's the grind. Yeah,
3: man. It's the grind, man. It's fun like this, man.
0: Hey, speaking uh-huh. of uh, Louisiana, I, I was telling uh-huh. Paul about your feels right video. How was that? It looked like a lot of fun, dude.
3: That was that was fun, man. Uh, I had we had our boy Adrian Crushfield join in on that playing sax. Man, it was a uh, you know Louisiana was fun. We just came off of a cruise, sailed across the sun. Uh, nice. And that's trains cruise for many people who don't know um, mm-hmm. that is one of the best cruises you can go on. And that's one of my favorite cruises to go on to this cruise and we stayed in Louisiana for like five days, four nights. And we just yeah. experienced um, life on the, you know, the streets, man. It was wild. A lot of jazz. I
0: know next on our list is about your goals, but before getting into those uh, goals, um, are you guys independent right now or, or do you have a label deal? What's your uh, situation? Yeah,
3: we are independent. Um, okay. We,
0: we okay.
3: released an album with um, Matt Bailey and them, but um, we're an independent band and uh-huh. we, we do look forward to connecting with some labels here soon, but we're just making sure everything is right you know, before we move forward in steps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just from past experiences of... Others of course. We, like, like right. you know, so mm-hmm. we, we want to make sure we do it right. But I think right now being independent is what's best for us.
0: What are uh, some goals you guys have in the meantime?
3: Goals is release singles. We got mm-hmm. an EP we're about to release. Okay. Um, here soon with some covers on it, like Airplane... Valerie and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, we, we look forward to putting out, we're going to record another album, probably soon. we're always writing, so. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Paul, Paul actually played me your, uh, Bill Withers cover earlier. Hey man, everything times gold.
3: Yeah, lovely day. Yeah, 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 I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, man. That was a fun one. We, we shot that actually in California.
1: COVID-19, how it affect you guys' uh, artistic, uh, uh, your brainstorming, you know, like every anything that you guys do as far as um making new songs and the show, yeah.
3: Because
1: I mean, touring kind of stopped, so it's kind of I mean allow people to kind of be a little bit more creative in the house, wouldn't you say?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Touring has definitely stopped, but music never. We've been doing a little bit of recording ourselves, you know, and sending it out to Danny Cobb. Shout out to Danny Cobb for producing both our albums, but. Um, yeah we've been shooting stuff towards him and saying what he thinks to ground ourselves to reset. you know this is a time for us to reset and so we can continue Have you guys been able to
0: still record in the studio as a band or if you had to do things uh, separately on your own
3: uh we've definitely recorded a live stream as a band, which is on uh-huh. youtube we and this was not too long ago it's probably about a month or so ago um right. but other than that we've uh, been just recording kind of separately. Uh, we haven't really, other than our two private shows we had in Charlotte. And, um, but we do have some stuff coming up um, as far as like weddings and stuff like that. And hopefully, um, and, and we are doing stuff on Jamdown.com, So um, yeah, everybody check out Jamsville or whatever from us and we can um, do it acoustically as a band together. But we will, we'll definitely be recording here in the um, near future here for sure.
1: Nice. And hey, do you think that uh, because I saw that a lot of uh, people even even Justin Bieber, he just booked a um, a show here at Pepsi Center in Denver. So uh, are there any projected dates you guys are going to be performing? You think or you have anything the work for that for your fans? Yes. Um, I don't
3: we don't have any projected dates just yet. I know we had some J- they set up for September, but because of COVID right. and the numbers, you know, we, we are postponing that till next year. Right now, it looks like 2021 is around May. I guess might be the point of everything starting again. So we, I don't know. We we're gonna see. Hopefully things can change. You know, hopefully things don't get worse. So there's, mm-hmm. there's many pros and cons in that. Mm-hmm. But um, we're. Mm-hmm. Definitely hoping we we're able to start playing shows ASAP for mm-hmm. sure. Cause I'm, I'm definitely I like working, but I'm over it. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I it. You. Yeah, yeah. Now I know you said this was a a big
0: community as far as music. Um, I guess what do you what do you see as the future, the future for your industry in this community that you're in?
3: Sure. Yeah, I think definitely festivals, reggae, um freaks, something with Trapadelic, hopefully, maybe. Um, There's there's so many festivals you can name. You know, we just did Dry Dry Digging's Festival in Cali, and that was amazing, you know. And so we're hoping, like, all these festivals do come back, you know, because there's so Mm -hmm. many great festivals out here. I see a lot of tours happening because everybody's going to be so hungry for music. You know, uh-huh. if people. Absolutely. People listen now. Like the shows, uh-huh. the two private shows we did were not completely quarantined. huh. But it was, you know, it, it 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 felt good. It felt right. So, when all those shows and festivals start back again, man. It's gonna it's gonna be amazing. We just gotta make sure we're doing it in the right the right. But I do look forward to so many so many festivals like Reggae Rides Up. In Florida, Tampa, Florida, all of that is so dope, you know. And Dry Diggins was amazing; it was dope. So, it's it's, it's many things, you know, that we we definitely look forward to far festivals. The future is bright for this community for sure. So, so
1: David, I, I want to get back to your uh, your 22 release, man. Your Everything Turns Gold. I, I want to know like what inspired you guys to make this album and. and... And, man, just 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 give the people uh, a little background about uh, the music.
3: Yeah, we were inspired, you know, by each other, really. We would just um, sit around, um, coming from different shows, you know. Many shows has definitely inspired us. And we, we would show, and like, Damon, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. And we just start coming together and putting stuff together. So other than the whole album to collectively, we, we wrote many songs in different places, you know, at different times, man. And life kind of just inspired, inspired us. Um, influences from diff, diff, many artists that's on the radio um, right now as well. But, you know, we, we kind of take the inspiration from each other for sure. Everything turns Glow was a fun album to record. And the Bill Withers tune was definitely a great tune. Did not knowing, you know, he was gonna pass. So rest in peace, with Bill Withers. Rest but in peace. It, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely. It, you know, it was a, it was a nice album, perfect album. You know, and I enjoy it more listening to it, probably more than I was recording it at, <laughs> the, at the time. You know, because I was just, I was trying to get still with the flow of most of the song. But then when I was recording it, man, it just felt I felt more free than recording Simons. Because Simons was the first record that I started recording with the band. And it was it was a great album. I enjoyed it. But I felt more free on you know, on Everything Turns Gold. I definitely think the album probably might in the future hopefully turn into gold. <laughs> or platinum. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> hey, yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: all right, so we got we got a little bit over a minute left. Um yes, sir. I guess, you know, speaking on, you know, with you speaking on the new album and also the future, um I guess once again, can you can you let us know um where to find you on jamnow.com? Is that what it was called?
3: Yeah, jamnow.com. You can go um just just go to uh, Safari, Google Chrome, whatever, type in JamsNown.com, Jams, J-A-M-S-Nown, dot wcom And um, uh-huh. yeah, just you can go to that website, request a song from us, or you can just hit us up in our Instagram account, Facebook, whatever, and we'll respond to you if you have no problems trying to do it for sure. Yeah, send us requests, man, because we're trying to do requests. I don't care who we're trying to do it for. We're just trying to do it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Definitely something I would have for sure. Nice. And,
0: um, you know, one thing we like to do when we uh, interview artists is always um, end the episode off with a song. Uh, so, if it's all right, what song would you like us to play at the end of this episode? Uh,
3: one of our songs? or Yeah,
0: yeah, one of your okay. songs.
3: One okay. of yours. Uh, yep. You can do Be The Day, man. Y'all got me set on Be The Day right now.
1: Alright, cool. Yeah. Uh, that was a jam. Yeah, episode eight. Thank you, David Hamilton. Hey,
0: we appreciate thank it. You. Thank you, man. Thank y'all. Uh no worries, man. It's gonna be a dope episode. Hey, thank God, thanks, brother.
2: Too. I can be through, I believe you, maybe replace you, I'll find a way to not see you, so I'll ignore it, I may be for a lady use, so here's what I say, I'll go my way, and that'll be the day. Would you feel, if I was real, and not concealed, I take my time to, I do what I do, I steer my wheel, you probably lose it, maybe refuse it, make a big deal, so here's what I say, I'll go my way, and not will be the Thing for me, a dearest please carry me move with one thing, one heart. Since it's that day when love comes back again. Something, or maybe nothing, on my same stream. It could include you, or elude you. But what do you think? See, so here's what I see. I'll go my way, and not be the same.